Welcome back to the study of Ruth, this little tiny book of four chapters that we find um, in the Old Testament. It's very old. It was written sometime between 1150 and 1100 BC, and it at first glance appears to be simply the story of two women and their lives, a nice little history. Um, And on first glance, it doesn't look like much. But as we dig a little deeper, we find that this book has tremendous wisdom that we can apply to our lives today, even all these years later. Um, So today, we're going to take a look into Ruth and see what Ruth has to say about friendship. So here's the truth. There is nothing like having a topic to speak on than to bring on the self-doubt. Soon after I was asked to speak about friendship, I began to question myself, am I a good friend? Do I even have many friends? Um, My best friends are my husband and my sister, and let's be honest, they don't really have much of a choice. Um, I'm not even really that good of a Facebook friend. I just kind of scroll through, and sometimes I can't be bothered to hit the thumbs up, much less a heart. Um, Some people have thousands of friends on Facebook, and I only have, like, I don't know, 150 or something like that. Um, Should I have more? Am I doing something wrong? This was at the end of April, and um, this was a lonely time. It was the hardest part of quarantine for me, and I hadn't seen my friends or really been with my friends in such a long time. And so I also started asking myself myself questions like, um, am I reaching out enough? Is there someone that needs something? Um, Am I being encouraging? Am I taking care of my people? And then also, wow, it's been a while since someone reached out to me. Have I been forgotten? Um, And then I did something I should have done days before, and I'm sure you've been here too. About 48 hours into the downward spiral of my thoughts, I opened the word of God, and and I looked at what what it had to say, and you're not going to believe what I found, that Ruth and Naomi, these great examples of friendship to us, were not even on Facebook. They didn't, they weren't even on it. Um, All joking aside, the first thing I began to consider because of where my thoughts went was that uh, maybe our society's definition of friendship is a little bit different than what we find in the Bible and what we find in Ruth. Um, We say things like, um, she's my Facebook friend, we're friends, and um, I friended you, you friended me, I follow her, she follows me. Um, Maybe it's gotten a little bit far from what we find here in Ruth. There are friends, and there is following but it's, it's kind of different. Ruth shows us the kind of friendship that puts down roots and grows with us. Have we gotten away from that? Have we redefined friendship to the point that we've lost some of the depth and some of the value as we've gotten more concerned with quantity or making sure that we're a part of all the groups or the right group? Um, the more I talk to people, um, the more I find that we are all looking to feel that we are valued, um, that we belong to our friends, and that our friends belong to us. And um, this tension between shallow friendship, these little acquaintances we have, and deeper friendship is nothing new. Way back in 950 BC, King Solomon wrote about this. And this 950 BC was even before MySpace. So um, it's, it's been a problem for a while. Um, he said um, in Proverbs 18.24, a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. 
The new revised standard version says it this way. Some friends play at friendship, but a true friend sticks closer than one's nearest kin. So let's turn to Ruth. And I'll summarize the first part of chapter one for you to kind of get the story of these two ladies. Um, There was an Israelite woman named Naomi who moved with her husband and her two sons from um, Bethlehem in Judah to Moab to flee a famine. Um, Naomi's sons both married Moabite women, but about 10 years after the whole family had lived there, Naomi's husband and then both of her sons died. And Naomi, having lost everything, decides that um, it's time to go back to Judah. The famine is over, and she's ready to go home. Both daughters-in-law offer to come along with her and stay with her. And, um, in fact, they even started the journey. It's on the road that we find Naomi urging them to turn around and go back home. Um, and, And after that, and after some crying her first daughter-in-law does turn back to go and live with her family where Naomi has convinced her that she'll have more hope of a future. But Ruth is determined to stay with Naomi. And this is what she says. Don't plead with me to abandon you or to return and not follow you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me and do so severely if anything but death separates you and me. So let's see um, what kind of friendship principles we can pull out of this passage in Ruth. First, friendship is a commitment. You may be familiar with the passage that I just read, what Ruth said to Naomi, because we often hear this passage of scripture at weddings. Um, It reads like a vow. It reads like a promise that links two lives together because that's exactly what it is. Ruth is very deliberate here. She has decided. There's a decision involved. She's decided to love and care for Naomi. She's thought about what that looks like in action, and she's determined to see it through even if things get difficult. Keep in mind that both of these women have just suffered terrible loss. We'll talk in a couple minutes about um, all that they did not have in common, but one thing that Ruth and Naomi shared is that they were going through a time of real grief, and on a more practical level, their lives had just been turned upside down. Um, in this culture, in this time, women were defined by their relationship with the men in their lives. And so um, for significance, for security, a woman needed a husband and a woman needed sons, and they have just lost this, Um, and they're grieving at the same time, and it's in the midst of this that Ruth says to Naomi, um, you feel like all your ties have been erased, that your family is gone, and everything of value from your life is gone, but I am here, and I will be with you. I will be your family. This is the kind of commitment that friendship is, I'm here, and I'm ready to walk with you through whatever comes. Second, friendship is self-giving and vulnerable. We know that Ruth had other options. She could have gone home where it seems that she would would have had a better chance of remarrying and um, sort of fixing her life. Naomi is very honest in telling Ruth that she doesn't have anything to offer her, especially as far as security and a future. 
But Ruth was willing to walk through hardship with Naomi because she was thinking more about what she had to give than what she had to gain. I want to point out here that friends have to allow each other to be generous. Um, And Naomi does this less than gracefully at first. We see her um, urging her daughter-in-laws to turn back. And when Ruth makes it clear to Naomi that she will not be turning back, that she's going to stick with her, um, we read, if you read a little further in chapter 1, Naomi stops speaking to her for a time. Um, Have you noticed that it's sometimes easier to be the generous friend than to accept the generosity of your friends? I find that that's true for me. Um, Last week, I had a dental surgery that was not fun. I don't think any of them are. Um, Not fun, but it didn't really qualify as something that I needed to ask for help for, I didn't think. Um, But because I was doing this study, and honestly, that's the only reason I reached out. Because I was learning about this, I reached out to my Bible study friends and said, will you pray for me? Um, That shouldn't be a hard ask, but sometimes it is. Um, While these ladies surprised me, they offered to not only pray for me, but to provide meals for my family um, while I healed. And um, you would think, since I'm reading this, and I'm telling you that Naomi didn't react graciously, you would think that I did, right? Well, you'd be wrong. Um, I said, it's not really that serious. I don't really think that, that we're going to need help. I don't want to trouble anyone. Um, but my friends are maybe a little more persistent than I am even. And I finally gave in and, and allowed them to bless my family. Um, and you know what I found? It is really nice to be taken care of. It is really nice when you're feeling low um, to know that people love you and care for you. Um, I also found that as much as I try to teach my children about love and caring for others, they learned more from seeing my friends put their love into action that they will ever learn from me talking. Um, It was wonderful. I think that in the future, I will try to say yes a little more easily. Let's be vulnerable in our friendships. Let's help, but let's allow help. Let's even ask for help. I really think that, th- that we need to get comfortable with giving and receiving in our friendships and that that is a way that they can grow. All right, friendship loves beyond boundaries. Ruth was a young woman. Naomi was older. Ruth had no children. Naomi had two children, and she had just lost them both. Ruth was a Moabite. Naomi was an Israelite. And you need to know that these were historically enemy nations. Just think of all the different stereotypes and prejudices, the customs and the language and the religion that would have been different between these two women. They're coming from completely different backgrounds. Um, It could have even become a conflict with them. That's how different. But they didn't let it happen. They didn't let it happen. Friendship loves beyond nationality, age, race, religion, politics, or any other thing that we can come up with that separates us. Um, Lately, it seems like we could all use a little practice loving those who are different from us, loving those who even think differently from us. Um, 
It's possible. I believe it's possible because Jesus shows us how. 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. We are capable because we live in his love. We are capable of sharing that with anyone and everyone. In John 13.35, Jesus takes this even further when he says that love and how we treat others, how we love others, will be our defining characteristic. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It might not be easy to love beyond boundaries. I suspect that it isn't, because if it was, everyone would do it. Um, but if we are followers of Jesus Christ, it's who we are. Friendship brings us closer to God. Do you see in Ruth's vow that she is choosing this commitment to Naomi in part because of Naomi's faith? She names it. She says, your God will be my God. This is pretty big. Ruth could have gone along with Naomi, taken care of her, been a great daughter and friend to her without choosing her God. That was entirely possible. Um, Ruth is moving from everything she ever knew in Moab where Chamash the Destroyer, it's good, right? Chamash the Destroyer was their national deity. Um, and she is moving um, to Israel, where Yahweh, the God of the Israelites, ruled. What was it about Naomi's life and her faith that drew Ruth away from everything she had ever known to choose a new faith in the one true God? I don't know what it was, but at whatever it was, I want it. I want my life to point to God's glory. I want to be someone who, through friendships, draws people closer to God. And to do that, I need friends like that. I need friends who are on that same path who will help me to grow. Um, and I also need friends who are not on that path. I need friends that I can encourage, that I can be bold to share God's love and good news with. All of our friendships can draw us closer to God when we commit them to him, when we pray for our friends and pray about our friendships and pray to be bold in sharing God's good news with those in our lives. Okay, let's zoom out a little bit, or a lot. You could say that the whole Bible is a story of friendship, our friendship with God. This friendship between God and his beloved creation began way back in Genesis with Adam and Eve, who walked and talked with God in the garden. That's what we were created for. We were created to be friends with God. Um, but that friendship was interrupted when Adam and Eve sinned, and when every human who has ever lived since then sinned. But ever since we messed it up, God has been working to make a way to bring us back to him and to bring us back into friendship with him. God wants to be with us. It's incredible, but it's true. He wants to be with us in the Garden of Eden, in the pillars of fire and cloud, in the burning bush, the voice on the mountaintop, in the tabernacle, and finally, God with us himself, Emmanuel, Jesus, who gave his life to pardon our sin, and to bring us back to friendship with him. In John 15, 12 to 14, Jesus tells us who his friends are. He says, this is my command, love one another 
as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So let's break this down. Each of our principles of friendships that we drew out of the book of Ruth lines up with what Jesus is saying here. Friendship is a commitment. Jesus said, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Just like Ruth made a commitment to love and follow Naomi, we make a commitment based on our love for Jesus to follow um, his commands and to link our lives with him, to live the way he lived and to love the way he loves. This begins with a decision to commit our lives to God. Friendship is self-giving and vulnerable. Jesus said, no one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. Jesus is being instructive here. He's telling us that friendship requires sacrifice and giving. That's part of it. But he's also being very clear about who he is. It's as if he's saying, for those of you who haven't heard, for those of you who just walked in, You've never seen anything like the friendship I'm offering to you. And we haven't. We haven't seen anything like this friendship. Um, Jesus gave himself, his very life, for us. And just like we need to be vulnerable to accept the help and the love of our friends, we need to make ourselves vulnerable to accept God's grace. We need to admit that we couldn't earn it. No matter how hard we try, we could not earn what Jesus gifted to us when he died on the cross. Friendship loves beyond boundaries. Jesus said, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. We are to love like Jesus loves, beyond boundaries. If you take a look at the accounts of Jesus in the New Testament, Jesus loved everyone. But he also sought out those who were different or rejected, those who just didn't fit, and he did it very purposefully to show them love. This is his command to us, and when we do this, this is when we are his friends, when we love like he loves. Friendship brings us closer to God, and it's it's through these things as we follow him through commitment, self-giving, vulnerability, and loving like Jesus. These are the things that strengthen our friendship with him. In closing, here are some questions that we can ask ourselves to kind of take a survey of where we are with this. I think this is an important thing to do whenever we study scripture in order to try to get our life in line with what we're studying. Do I need to commit to friendship with God or with others? And what kind of decisions do I need to make today to back that up? Um, How can I be self-giving? And how can I be more vulnerable to receiving God's grace and the help of friends in my life? How can I love beyond boundaries? You guys, the world needs this right now. And we can be the ones who do this. Jesus said that we are to be the ones who do this. We need to each figure out where we individually can love beyond boundaries, and we need to make it happen now. How can I encourage my friends to grow toward God? And where can I invest in friendships that pull me toward God? Let's pray.
Dear God, we praise you for your word. We praise you for the wisdom and the light that it brings to our lives, the truth that we can't find anywhere else. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to apply this word from Ruth, um, that you would help us to invest in friendships, that you would give us the love that we need to be good friends. And I pray that you would help us to love you more. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.